everyone, welcome to the Patron Extra Show for June 2018. Sorry I don't have a Patron Extra video for this month, uh, but things have just been kind of crazy around here and I haven't had a chance to shoot a video. Um, and I haven't really gotten any uh, requests from you guys recently for anything that would make a, a good video topic. So uh, if you've got something for future uh, Patron Extra shows, something that would make a, a good, you know, 10-minute uh, video, certainly put that in the, uh, in the community page on Patreon and, uh, you know, I'll see what I can do. So, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely do that. But for this month, I do have a question, uh, from patron Hugo Belargin. He wants to know about milk paint. He says, would you be kind enough to talk a bit more about milk paint brands, how to apply brushes, etc." So I would be happy to do that. Um, milk paint actually happens to be one of my, my favorite finishes. And, um, it's one of those finishes that historically, you know, until about, uh, I don't know, until a few years ago, there really wasn't any confusion on, um, on milk paint because there were really only, uh, two brands that you could get. And, uh, and I'll talk about those in a minute. But these days, there are a lot of manufacturers that are jumping on the bandwagon. However, they're not actually manufacturing a true milk paint. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about a few of those first because my suggestion to anyone who really wants to um, experiment with milk paint is to avoid these. Um, I have experimented with some of them, and I really don't care for them. They're really... They're a step above latex paint. Let's put it that way. Um, they're, they're really not a whole lot of improvement over, you know, like a flat latex paint. And, and I talked recently, uh, in one of my, one of my podcasts, it may have even been the last episode on, um, uh, yeah, revisiting old projects, how, uh, how much, you know, I despise latex paint. So, um, but there are a few products on the market that will, um, tout themselves as milk paint. They call themselves milk paint or chalk paint. Um, General Finishes has one that they call, they actually call it milk paint, um, which irritates me a little bit because, um, cause it's not, it's not a milk paint at all. They're, they're completely misrepresenting, um, you know, milk paint. Um, you know, I understand what they're doing. They, they developed a product, they developed an acrylic paint and, the, and let's call a spade a spade. That's what it is. It's an acrylic paint. Um, so they developed an acrylic paint that sort of looks like milk paint, but not really. Um, what general finishes milk paint is really is it, it's a flat acrylic paint. Um, it goes on like latex paint. It more or less looks like a latex paint when it's done. It's not quite as rubbery um, as a full-on latex paint that you would put on your walls, um, but it covers like a latex paint. It's not thin and it doesn't absorb like a milk paint does. Um, it, it To me, it obscures the grain, um, which is one of the things that milk paint does not do, which is one of the things that I love about it. Um, so, you know, experiment with the general finishes if you like. You know, it's certainly easy to uh, to prepare because there's no preparation involved. You you just you know take the lid off the can and stir it up. Um, but 
don't be fooled. It is not milk paint. It is an acrylic paint, a flat acrylic paint, essentially. Um, there are also paints in the home store, in the home center, um, that are coming out now to mimic, again, mimic that look of milk paint, um, by some of the, you know, essentially they're by the big paint manufacturers, even if they're not under their label. Um, and they're, they're usually called something like chalk paint. Um, and essentially it's the same type of thing. You know, it, it's, it's a, an acrylic paint that dries more or less flat, um, but brushes and goes on like a latex and covers like a latex. Um, now, as far as I'm concerned, these are not milk paints and, and they're not, you know, in the true sense of the word, they are not milk paint. Milk paint, a true milk paint is a paint that is made with milk protein or casein and, uh, and lime and it is, you know, they're not acrylic. They're not latex. There are no polymers, you know, synthetic polymers mixed in like they are with these acrylic paints. Um, they're essentially milk protein, lime pigment, and, you know, a few other things. You could actually make your own, uh, if you wanted to, the, the ingredients are fairly easy to come by. Um, but there are two companies that make a fantastic product. So there's not really any reason to go and make your own unless you just have to experiment with things like that. So the, the first company is uh, the old fashioned milk paint company. And I have used their products in the past. Um, and, and, uh, and I've been very happy with them. If you go back and look at my video on YouTube on using milk paint, I paint my, um, my travel size tool chest with a Lexington green milk paint from the old fashioned milk paint company. Um, and that is, uh, again, the old fashioned milk paint company is a fantastic product. So that was, that is one I would certainly recommend. The other one is the real milk paint company. And I have also used their products and I would wholeheartedly recommend them as well. <clears throat> now the real milk paint company, their product is now coming in a can, but it is not pre-mixed. Instead, what they're doing is providing the, it's a, it's a can that you can use to mix the paint in and they give you a marble with it to help you, help you mix it. Um, I like the system. It's, it's nice. I don't think it's necessary, um, but, but it is a nice little touch. Um, when you get your milk paint, it is going to come in a bag and it is a powder. It is a dry powder. Um, it's essentially a mix of the milk protein and the, the lime and the pigments and, and whatever else is, is necessary to, to, uh, get that into solution and to, and to create that suspension. You need to mix the milk paint yourself in order for, in order to make it a paint. This is a very simple process. Essentially, you're going to mix one part of dry powder to one part of water. And I do this with a, an old measuring cup from the, you know, the kitchen. You can get measuring cups from the dollar store or whatever, but you can use anything. It doesn't have to be a measuring cup. Um, you know, a plastic solo cup would work just fine. It's volumetric, one part of powder to one part of water. So it's, it's very simple. Put them in, in a container. Um, the, the real milk paint stuff comes in, you know, with a can that you can use. Um, I will often use, uh, mason jars because they're cheap, reusable, uh, easy to clean. 
And uh, so you put your one part powder and one part water into the mason jar or, or other container, close the lid tightly and shake the bejesus out of it for, you know, about uh, two or three minutes. Get everything really mixed in good. And, uh, and then you have paint, essentially. Now, sometimes you will get a little bit of foam on top of the paint. You want to just let the paint settle for uh, for a few minutes after you've shaken it up. And if you do get a little bit of foam on top, you can skim that off. You can paint with it. It's really not that big of a deal. I've done it before, um, and it's fine. It's just basically aerated paint which, and, and proteins um, that rise to the top and form a foam. But you can use it. You can paint with it. It's not going to hurt anything. Uh, what what sometimes happens is you may get a couple of unmixed dry chunks in that foam. Um, but it's really not a big deal because that stuff just brushes right off once the paint dries. And you take a, a Scotch-Brite pad and you rub, the, rub that first coat down and burnish it. All those little dry chunks and uh, whatnot just flake right off. And that's that's a, one of the beautiful things about milk paint is you don't have to worry about drips too much because... Uh, you know, for the most part, any drip that dries like that with, with dry powder, it just flakes right off. So once you have gone ahead and mixed your milk paint, um, you're going to want to, again, let it sit for 15 minutes to a half an hour to settle a little bit. Um, and then skim that foam off if you so desire. And then you can go ahead and paint your project. And you're going to notice that it's not it's not going to spread and it's not going to draw out like a latex paint. It's not going to flow like a latex paint because it's much thinner, much, much thinner. It's, it's again, about the consistency of milk. Um, and so it's going to be thin. It's going to run, and, and it's not going to sit in a thick puddle like a latex paint will. But that's okay. That's what you want because the wood is abso- actually going to absorb some of that pigment and some of that uh, color rather than all of it sitting on the surface. And that's a beautiful thing. That's what gives milk paint uh, its it, its luster. And that's what gives milk paint, that's what makes milk paint such a beautiful finish is that you get this color that looks like it's inside the wood and doesn't obscure the wood grain, but actually enhances it. In terms of brushes, um, I kind of go against the grain a little bit. A lot of professional finishers will recommend that for water-based finishes that you use a synthetic bristle brush. And that's so that the fibers of the brush itself don't swell. Uh, Natural hair brushes, when you put them in a water-based finish, uh, that the hairs will tend to to swell, to absorb some of that water and swell a little bit. And they get soft and a little floppy and limp. Um, With milk paint, I don't find that to be... A big deal. I do use a natural bristle brush. I get my brushes mostly from art stores, not from the hardware store. Um, I don't use disposable brushes. I typically will use brushes that have to be washed out and cared for. Um, so my milk paint brushes are usually brushes from the art store. I like to use round sash brushes. Um, it's a round brush with like a chisel tip. I think. I don't remember if my brush is an inch or an inch and a half, but it's a it's a fairly dense, heavy, natural bristle. Um, I think it's a white china bristle, um, round brush. And if you watch my video on YouTube, um, you will see me using that brush. And it's my favorite brush for, for applying milk paint. 
Um, it's a round brush. It's got a chisel tip. It gets into corners really nicely. Um, and it's just, it's the brush that I use all the time when I'm, um, applying milk paint. And it's just about the only brush that I use, unless I'm painting a really small project where that brush is going to be just going to be too big. Um, in that case, I have a smaller wash brush. Uh, again, it's an artist's brush. It's not a hardware store brush. Um, it is more of like a, a chisel tip and, uh, that's better for smaller projects. But for the most part, I'm using the big round wash brush, um, that I got from the art store. I think I got it from Dick Blick, but it, um, don't quote me on that because I'm not 100% sure that that's where it came from. Um, but those are essentially the two brushes that I use for applying milk paint. The round, the very, the large round brush, and then the flat, um, the flat straight artist brush, um, wash brush. And those are the, those are the two natural bristle brushes that I use when I'm applying milk paint. Um, you can go with a synthetic bristle brush. Again, it is a water-based finish. So, um, you might feel like you get, you know, a better finish with a, a natural bristle brush, but brush marks really aren't an issue with milk paint. Um, because of the, the type of finish it is because it more or less absorbs into the wood. You really don't get brush marks. And uh, you really don't have to worry too much about problems with the brush. If you get a high-quality brush, you're not going to get a lot of hairs pulling out and, and things like that, a lot of bristles pulling out. Um, so once you brush your first coat on, uh, you're going to find that after that first coat dries, it does look chalky. It, does look, it doesn't look great. Um, you know, I'll, I'll put it to you that way. That After that first coat, it's not a great-looking finish. But... The first coat's not the end. So after that first coat dries, usually in about an hour or so, you want to take a Scotch-Brite pad or, or some type of synthetic abrasive pad, um, and you want to rub that surface down. Uh, you can use steel wool as well. And you're going to rub that surface down to get all that chalkiness off, to get any drips that dried. Um, it'll take those off. And you're going to rub that surface down and essentially burnish it. And it's going to start to take on a little bit of a sheen, which is great. That's exactly what you want. Then you're going to put wipe off all the all the dust, tack it off. I usually just wipe it with a um, brush it off with a like a whisk broom type of brush. Um, you can use a dry four inch paint brush if you want to just kind of brush the surface off or wipe it down with a uh, a dry towel or cloth. You, you're just trying to get the majority of the dust off, but don't worry about it too much because um, anything that any little bit, a tiny little bit of dust that's on the surface will redissolve when you put the next coat on and it'll work itself into that coat. So, uh, another great thing about that paint. So then you're going to put your second coat on and you're going to do the same thing. You're going to work fast. You're going to, it doesn't, don't worry about drips or anything like that. You can smooth them out a bit, but, uh, but work fast, get the color on the surface. And then after the second coat, do it, do your burnishing step again with your scotch bright. After you do your second coat and you burnish it again with your Scotch Bright, I, I will usually do a third coat. Um, and this is a, this is the point where if you wanted to start layering different colors on top, where you would do that with your your third coat, you would start to layer your colors if you're going to do um, different colors on the top. Um, if I'm doing a solid color, I'll just put a third coat of the solid color, and then. Uh, after the third coat goes on, again, I like to burnish it lightly with some steel wool or some very fine uh, synthetic abrasive, usually the white 
um, the white scotch bright or the white synthetic abrasive is the one you want because that's that's uh, the finest, so that works great for the for the last coat. And then once that last coat dries, um, I usually let the last coat go overnight just to make sure it's really dry. Then uh, I top coat it, and you can top coat it with uh, boiled linseed oil. Makes a great top coat. Uh, any kind of wiping varnish, like a Minwax antique oil, is one of my favorites. Um, or you can use like a Watco or anything like that. Any type of drying oil or um, wiping varnish over top of that milk paint makes a fantastic top coat. Uh, you can also just wax over top of the milk paint finish. Um, that's certainly an option if you you have a nice uh, a good finishing wax like a a butcher's wax you know butcher wax or something along those lines um, a good furniture wax and just wax over top and burnish that surface and polish it up just with wax and that's a beautiful surface as well um, but I do I do suggest you give a the real milk paint a try either from the old-fashioned milk paint company or the real milk paint company um, because they're fantastic products and they're going to give you a finish that you just can't get with an acrylic paint um, it, it applies differently it looks different when it's done um, it's probably a little bit more work than those acrylic paints but the work is worth it because it's just a different look and a different finish altogether. Um, it, it's an in-the-wood type of finish. It doesn't obscure the wood grain. It's, it's kind of alive and, uh, and has some variation in color, so you're not going to get this, um, this drab, consistent surface that just looks like it was sprayed with a lacquer. Um, it, it's a really fun, easy, forgiving finish. Um, and I, I really suggest you give it a try and, and don't be, uh, don't be swayed by the, the pre-mixed stuff like the chalk paints and the, uh, and the general finishes milk paint. Certainly give them a try if you want, but, um, if you do, if you do decide to go the general finishes or the chalk paint path, try the real stuff after. And, uh, and I think you'll agree it's, the, the real milk paint, either from the real milk paint company or the old-fashioned milk paint company, is just a better product, and it results in a much better finish. And uh, I think, you know, with just a little bit of experimentation, it really does not take much. It's not a difficult finish to apply. Um, and I think you'll be really happy with the results because it's just a, a really beautiful, uh, lively looking finish and uh, it's one of my absolute favorites so definitely give it a try so thanks hugo for uh, asking that question and uh, i hope you will give one of those two uh, products a try as well as the, the rest of you out there so uh, we'll see you guys for next month's show hopefully i'll be back with a, a video in july we're uh, we're going to be on vacation for uh, part of the month so not sure how it's going to work out we may be uh, just doing another audio um audio patron extra show at the end of the month but send in your uh, requests and, and your suggestions for patron extra show topics as well as uh, videos patron extra show videos you know uh, anything that i can do you know in an, about a 10 minute 10 to 15 minute video would be uh, ideal for a patron extra show so uh, if you've got some ideas or some questions or suggestions for patron extra shows, 
you know, leave a, a note attached to the post for this particular Patreon Extra show or go into the community page on Patreon and uh, let me know your thoughts there. Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you next time.